Hi, I'm Aislinn Wade, and welcome to Just a Tele, where the topics are hot, the laughs are endless, and the conversation is everything. We're talking about it all, from relationships, work, life, God, and so much more. Life is stressful, and I'm here to help. So grab your wine and a snack, and let's get into it. This is Just a Tele. jumping right in and let's pick up where we left off so I think last we talked we were talking about AJ right um the only reason I'm using his name I don't think he would care and even if he did I'm over him but um <laughs> no there's listen there's no hate there's no ill will there anymore I'm actually still friends with her and I mean him with her I'm still friends with him and pick me we follow each other on Instagram the three of us we still follow each other and um you know their situation is their situation they just made a cute little baby together they're not married though but their situation is their situation like <laughs> that has nothing to do with me and um I'm living the life that I'm supposed to be living and I'm happy I wouldn't want to be in her shoes because telling you right now everything I got going on I definitely would not want a kid holding me back and I could have drank this water off camera I mean off uh the mic but I didn't so oh well <laughs> and um I definitely do not want to have any kids with any man that I'm not married to so anyway <laughs> and okay so anyway <laughs> look I'm like enough roasting okay so we were talking about him right so I believe we are up to the worst night of my life um so we were all at his place where I met all the friends and all the friends were there minus the people from the west coast I mean from the east coast that came to visit the first night I met them so all the roommates and she's there and um pick me and um so we're there and our other friend um the one who was like girl let's just play these boardwalk games like he was like don't don't even give her the time of day because it was me him and it was another guy and like both of them were like well we're blown because she led us on but also like we love you and you're her friend like her close friend and like she is breaking your heart and doesn't care that's fair um so we were all hang that was the gang so it was those two guys me pick me and aj and um so the gang was at aj's house and um we were all supposed to go out well my boy he was like I was like, look, I don't want to waste any more time in this situation because I feel like he's trying to play us both. And he was like, 
let me go see what's up because he was like I feel like he likes you but I feel like she's easy and that's where he's keeping it and he was he talked to him and he came back out to talk to me and he was like look let it go and I was like what do you mean he's like he said it's not going anywhere and I'm like well duh it's not going anywhere because I pulled back from the situation and I'm not giving him I'm not ba- I'm not letting him bag these buns and he was like exactly so let it go and I was like you're right and my heart was broken because I feel like this is the hottest guy I've ever dated. Because Jay, from my childhood, from high school, he was—he is now the hottest guy that I've ever, ever. <laughs> but um, at the time, like AJ was the hottest guy that like has ever been interested in me. Like he was—he treated—he was the nicest guy. My mom actually liked him. Like from the jump, was like we want him in the family because he was Italian she loves Italians and like um he treated me better like he took me on dates and like he just like the way I had always dreamed of a guy like dating me and like courting me and like paying for things and like just leading me like he did that and so I was like well this must be it and so I was I was hurt because I was like I'm never gonna find this again I'm never gonna find like a hot man who like doesn't care or like a hot man who thinks I'm just as hot and like really like cares for me and leads me and like pays for things and like takes me on dates I've always dreamed of like <laughs> like kiss me playing in the background like <laughs> we're out at some bougie spot for dinner and you just hear kiss me spin it milky like <laughs> Like, I was like, that's never going to happen for me again. So my heart was broken. So like I said before, I had been doing a lot of, like, house surfing, right? Like, from person to person to person to person. And a lot of these people I didn't really know. So um, in the meantime, my friend Key, who I mentioned um, a, lot, a few podcasts ago, um, we had been talking about her coming out there to move. And to be honest, like, I think the real reason I wanted her there is, A, I know she knows how to land on her feet. And B, like, I didn't want to go through what I was going through alone. Um, so I blamed myself for a long time. But then she was like, I made the choice to come, didn't I? So it was just true. <sighs> but either way, I, I just blame myself. So listen up. Um, so um, that night when he was like, yeah, you know, I know you're not giving up your buns and you shouldn't have to give up your buns to keep this man. So just let it go. And I was hurt. And so I said, well, screw this. I'm not going out with you guys tonight. And he was like, wait a minute. And I was like, I'm not going out with you guys tonight. Like, screw this. I'm not going to sit here and watch him, like, be all over her in my face when he was just, like, talking to my mother, like, a few weeks ago. And he was like, you know what? I get it. Our other friend, our white friend, he was like, um, I think that maybe at the height of how you're feeling and the emotions, it's probably not a good idea for you to, he was in our friend, <laughs> my friend, he was like, nah, mm-mm, mm-mm girl I don't blame you for being upset you do you you do you boo boo (laughs) so he let me do me um big mistake because I got my car and so there was this guy that had been offering me to stay at his place and um I'd never gone because he was just weird he kept sending me pictures of himself and he was like when are you gonna get sprung off me and I'm like sprung off it what are you serious what the t-pain no so I really just like but then that night I was like you know what screw it I need a place to stay and he's gonna be the easiest bargain so I flew out of that little tiny I flew out of that neighborhood and those little tiny narrow streets in my Honda Accord big mistake and um I drove out 
to his house, which was like 20 minutes away from where we already were, which was another like 15, 20 minutes away from our office. And so, um, and remember the office is home base. Um, but I couldn't get back in the office that night because I didn't have a key and I didn't hide, which is why I never did anything with anybody because if I didn't have a key, I had to hide. So I would have a roof. So literally I would have to go grocery shopping while I was in the field and like bring my groceries up there and like hide them. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, um, I sped off to this person's place and we were just talking and like to this day I still can't listen to White Iverson by um, Post Malone because of this day so um, which sucks because it's a pretty decent song um, <laughs> so I go to this guy's house and you know they're talking and he's like yeah so that's the bathroom he's like there's another room in there but like right now we're using it for storage so I might have to clean it out so he's like right now like this is my room and like um, I don't mind sharing I don't mind like going downstairs if I have to like it's not a big deal and I was like okay like I don't know if it's gonna be a permanent arrangement but like you know no problem and he's like well you can stay here tonight and I was like thanks so I was under the impression that like I was gonna stay there and like he was gonna stay like a room away or something and like I was gonna stay in that room by myself well it wasn't the case and so he was there and he was trying to get frisky and I was like I'm good and he was like come on and I was like I'm good and so he, well before that he was like can I put on some music like I was like yes I love music like duh and so he puts on White Iverson and I was like saucy 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 and like you I was like hey that's my jam so we were just like talking about I was like it was there was that song and there was another song that sounded kind of like it that came out at that time like that summer and I was like I like I was like I like both of those songs so we were like talking about the music or whatever and then that's when he was trying to get frisky and I was like I'm not trying to get frisky <laughs> like and then um he was just like come on and I was like no and so basically so he's a big guy right so he definitely overpowered me because remember like I was a little bit smaller back then and so um and not only that but I was frail because I wasn't small because I lost weight and I was eating right and gaining muscle I was small because I wasn't eating at all and so I was frail and small <laughs> and so I was never just to be clear because I might post that picture so for anybody who's like you aren't I was never like skinny skinny I was just smaller than I am now like <laughs> so just chill and frailer um so that's when he like kind of like tried to get on top of me and I was like yo and like I legit like I fan I figure I mean I feel like I'm a pretty strong girl but like I could not get this man's off of me and like <laughs> I like I, I just I was just like yo like this is not the move right now like back up and he like he was definitely overpowering me like he was holding me down and like I was like yo back up get off me and so like try to undress me and like do things and then if he won he won because I couldn't I I couldn't fight him off like I just I was not strong enough and so um I think the worst part about it was that he kept like trying to force himself in by like spreading my legs with his legs and like I said he was stronger than me so I remember just like hanging like over the edge of like that like air mattress and like there was a the door to the closet was like a mirror and so like I just remember seeing myself in the mirror and I was like who are you like who 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 is this person that you're looking at like because this is not that is not you 
and so it was over and I was like okay it's done and then I was just ready to gather and he was like okay so round two and I was like no like there was never a round one like that was you like forcing yourself inside of me and so um he just kept bothering me and he was like come on you said like you said you said we could do it in the morning we could do it in the morning like come on I was like no and so like um he got up he got on top and then he like tried to force himself in again and he succeeded and so here's the thing so like I think that for the most part, like, after the first time happened, I was just so, like, in shock that I just kind of laid there. And I think I, I ended up falling asleep because I was just, like, I was just laying there. I was just, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, and, like, you can say what you want and you can be, like, well, why didn't you beat him up? Well, why didn't you run? Everybody's flight or flight, fight or flight response is different. And I believe fight or flight is different in different situations. Okay, like, I think that if a rabid dog was coming at me, like a pit bull was coming at me, getting ready to tear me up, I would know that, like, fleeing is going to be not in my favor because that pit bull is faster than me and I can try to fight it and I'd be thinking in my head I should probably fight it, but unless I'm defending the honor of, like, my child, like, I probably would just freeze because I'd be like, crap, 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 I don't know what to do. Like, I know that if somebody was trying to, like, rob me on the streets I would probably fight because I work hard for these dollars and you're not about to take them but in that situation that was the first time I've ever been in like that kind of fight or flight situation and so like I was just like I was in shock I was like what just, because I remember talking about this like I don't know if she remembers this but this was years ago like when we were kids me and Key and her twin sister we were talking about like we were talking about rape and like assault and they were like we were talking about when we were younger and I was we were all thinking like that could never happen to me like that'll never happen to me especially me I was like I got good parents they raised me well that'll never be me like I'll never I'll never go through that and so when I when it was happening I just I I I froze so I laid there I guess I fell asleep then that's when in the morning he's like come on like come on let's come on and I was like no and so he went in anyway and then um so it happened so he did that again and then like I just finally like he went to the bathroom and I was like I'm I'm I'm, I'm I, I gotta go <laughs> like I just like that morning I just got my stuff and I went to leave and so I went down the hill to go get gas right and so I had about 60 something dollars that I got from my paycheck that for that week and I went down the hill to get gas and um it was when I went to pull the cash out of my wallet to get the gas that I realized I had not only been raped but robbed mm-hmm I went to go hand that man a 20 to fill up my gas tank, and all I had was $7. That $60 was everything to me. That was bills. That was gas. That was food. Like, that was everything. That was miscellaneous. That was everything. That's all I had. And it was all, everything but $7 of it was gone. And so I was just in shock, and, like, I went back to the house, and, like, the way the houses are in California, there's, like, a top, and, like, some of them, it's weird. Like, there's, like, a front and a back, and it's, I, I can't explain it right now. But, um, so I went to, like, the gate, and I called him, and I was, like, waiting for him to open the door, and I was, like, yelling. And I was, like, hey, like, open the door! <laughs> like, and so these black people lived at, like, the top of the house, and, like, the girl came out, and she's, like, are you okay? And I was, like, I think he took my money, like, and I was just, like, distraught. And, like, the thing about, and this is one of the biggest reasons why I say that I hate L.A., because, 
when I went through the worst things in my life, people could have helped me. People saw me in need and they saw me struggling. They saw me distressed and they were just kind of like, well, glad it's not me. And especially when we go deeper into my boss and his partner, I'm not talking about his wife, but like his business partner who shared the office with us, like when I needed them the most, they treated me like a pariah. Like that, that girl, I know she was probably confused when she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I think it took my money. She was just like, oh, well, okay. Like she, like, she literally was like, oh, maybe this girl is crazy. Like she could have helped me. Like, but not saying that she could have given me the money back, but like she could have helped me. She could call the police. Like something could have, like she could have done something instead. Just like, oh, well, your problem, not mine. Like, and that's why I say I don't like it in California because here in Virginia, there are some people with that mentality, but most people in, even in DC, like they're going to be like, are you okay? Oh my God, let me help you. But people in California are like, are you okay? I don't care. They will see you out there struggling and be like, you're, mm, you'll, you'll figure it out. So that's why I don't like it. Um, so he came out and I was like, I'm missing my money. And I didn't want to accuse cause I didn't want to die. And I was like, I'm missing my money. He's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Like, yes, you did. I came in here with it. I checked everywhere. Like that money was gone cause he took it. And, um, he gave me like a 20. And so I had to, I was like, now I got to stretch $27. I had to use the 20 to get gas. So I went and met with my boss. I said, I need to meet you at the office. And I went to meet with him and he was like, um, he was like, so what happened? And I didn't tell him about the first part, but I was just like, I was robbed. And he was like, do you know this person? I was like, not really. And like, he was just asking me all these questions because you could tell, like, he didn't believe what I was saying. He thought that I just blew the money or something. And so he, like, he wrote me like in advance or whatever. And I was like, I had to go through all of that. And like, he just didn't believe me. And I was like, okay, like at the end of the day, like you can keep thinking what you want, but like, why would I come in here with a story about being robbed? When have you ever known me to tell like elaborate lies like this? So he gave me the money and we were good. Um, and I remember I was supposed to pay him back and I couldn't because we don't make any like I never got paid. Like, so you have to understand in a job like that in those commission based, like and when it commission based like that and a job like that, if you don't already like it's harder to make money when you have to deal with the fact that like I have nowhere to live and I don't know where my next meal is going to come from because now you're desperate and now you're trying to make sales to pay your bills and you're like you're like I mean you're desperate you're desperate to make sales to pay your bills you're desperate to make sales to put food on the table you're desperate to make sales to put gas in your car it's different when you have a roof over your head and like you know you're good and like money is saved but I didn't have that so um, LaVon came home and I think she just came to get some mail from the old mailbox to the old office so I've been going back and forth between going to the old office um, and being at the new office and there was an office I found that there was an office building and that's where I used to have serious talks with people during the work day when like we need to have a conversation but we needed to be alone there was an office on the fifth floor of the old building and it was they, it was being renovated or something and so it was unlocked and I don't think that the owners of the bill, I don't think the people knew it was unlocked. So it was unlocked. And nobody went in there to clean because it was being renovated. Like, what, what were we going to clean? Like, nobody's in there. So I would go in there to clear my head, to think, to talk on the phone. Um, and sometimes when I had to have some serious conversations with people, like I said, I would take them up there. Well, sometimes I would go up there and I would go in that office just to get some sleep. Um, LaVon came back to get her mail. And 
she was like, I saw the back of her, and I was like, Laban, and she was like, girl, and we, we sat down, and she talked to me, and she was just like, you need to get out of this, like, you need to get out, I didn't tell her what happened, but I was just like, I, I think I told her I got robbed, and I needed the money, and he was supposed to give me the cash or whatever, and she was like, you need to get out of this, like, you honestly deserve so much better, like, you need to, she's like, go home, call your family, do whatever, you, you need to get out of here, and like, that was the last time I saw her, I think that was the last time I saw her, because I didn't see her when I went home, I talked to her on the phone, but I didn't see her, so, flash forward, and, um, basically it was in the middle of the day and I was over at the old office and um the people that saw me over there like the cleaning people they were like they were like didn't you guys move and I was like yeah but I still have some work to do here and I was like oh I work at a different office here too like just lies and so one day I was there in the afternoon and I went up to the office on the fifth floor and like I took a nap and I set an alarm so I didn't sleep too long because at night it's fine nobody's going to be in there but during the day you just never know so I was like I don't want to sleep too long so I took a little nap and um my alarm went off but I was so tired that like and you have to think like especially when I'm waiting for people to come in and clean the office before I go to sleep sometimes I'm waiting until two three in the morning and then I have to turn around and get up at five and then I have to go all day because we don't just work eight hour shifts no 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 we work 12 13 14 15 hour shifts like to make no money so um I was just exhausted so I took a nap and my nap ran over and um, my alarm was going off on my phone and so I guess I didn't think it was that loud but it was because in that this is the only explanation I have because they never go in that office so it had to have been that the guy who cleans who normally cleaned our office he heard the alarm going off in the hallway and he was probably and he was like what that's my guess is that he heard it going off and he was like what is that and then he was like nobody's ever in this office and so because it kept going off he came in to check and when he came in to check he was like oh hello and I was in like so it's like a big office suite but then there's like little offices within it and so I was in one of the little offices in the back and I like locked the door in there so I could sleep and like I should have locked the door to the whole office the whole like suite I didn't think about that but he came back there and he's like hello and I was like oh I was just getting some things and like he left and then he was gone like as quick as he came in and said hello he was gone and so I laid low and didn't come back for a while and then one day I was just desperate like I needed somewhere to go during the day and it was the black security guard and that's why I say it I said he was a real one um the first time I mentioned him he pulled up I was on the phone with Keith right before she was coming to move out and he I what I used to do was that old office the first office was close to um small long beach airport so i would go and sit on the far side of the office area on the other side of the parking garage and i would just watch the plane take off and land and i would just be like one day i'm gonna be on a plane traveling like taking off landing and i'm gonna be like traveling because i'm making money traveling because i'm going on vacation like i'm gonna be living my life and like i'm gonna look back at what i'm going through right now and be like <laughs> how i got over right <coughs> And so, um, mind you, the only time I went to church was that one time with AJ, and that was it. Um, and especially after I lost my stepdad, I definitely stopped going. I would listen to songs sometimes, but not really. The only time I ever listened to anything <laughs> that had the word, the name, Jesus in it, was when me and LeVon were acting stupid. <laughs> but we'd listen to old songs, we'd be like, wow! But, <laughs> but other than that, that was legit the only time. 
So I used to like and go, I used to just go watch, and I would watch them go all day long into the night. And I would just sit there and just watch them. Like, I would just, mm. and um, I was just bored that day. I had nothing else to do. I had nowhere else to go. Like, I, I guess I was, like, locked out of the office or something. And so, like, I just went over there to go watch the planes, and it was the black security guard, and he came out on the golf cart, and he came from the parking garage, and I was like, oh, shoot, and I was like, skirt, and, like, I came around, because it looked like he was trying to chase me, so I came around, and, like, then I went to, I went to stop, and he cut me off, he's like, hey, and I was like, <gasps> I was like, hey, man, what's up, and he's like, nah, 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 back that car up, and I backed up, and he's like, look, he was like, I'm just looking out for you, you can't be here. And he was like, I was like, what? And he was like, yes. He was like, they have your picture. They have a picture of you, like, going in the building, plastered around this building, saying, if you see her, call the cops on site. They hired extra security so that you, they wouldn't miss a beat. Like, if they see you here, they are calling the police. We are told to call the cops. I'm just trying to help you because I don't want to see you go to jail. He's like, I don't know your situation, but I know that, like, you have no malicious intent. I know that, like, you're probably just trying to do what you had to do. But, like, the owner didn't see it that way. He said at first the owner was cool. I mean, you were coming around. He was like, it's fine. Like, let her hang out. She's harmless. Like, she's probably just missing home, you know. But once they found you up there in that office, I was like, he told you? And he was like, he told everybody. And we had a big meeting about it. They hired extra security. And you're legit. Your picture is plastered. And there was this one white shirt. I still have it. And um, I used to wear it all the time. And he was, I was like, how do you know it's me? He was like, you were in that white shirt and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, my God. He was like, yep, they got you on the camera coming in with your little bag. And, um, and I used to come in with bags because all my stuff, you know. And hold on, my shoe. Come on now. Stop all that. Anyway, <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? And I'm on the phone with Key. And so she's hearing all this, too. And so he was like, look, I'm not going to call the cops on you. But he was like, you've got to get out of here before someone else sees you. And I was like, are you playing with me? I thought he was playing. And so this other female security guard, she goes in. He was like, the shifts are different. And literally there's like, like I said, he beefed up the security. And he's like, she's getting ready to go in. And that one over there is just coming off. And I was like, I don't know them. And he's like, exactly, because he hired new security. And he's like, watch. And he called the girl's name. And he's like, yo, so-and-so. And he was like, um didn't they say if they see that girl around here to call the cops and she's like yeah and um he was like all right have a good day and so i was like bro i don't know what to do and he was like look i'm gonna give you the number of this place you can call them tell them you need a place to stay blah 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 blah, blah. and he was like but you just he was like at least let it die down for a little while give it some time to cool off let it die down before you come back over here and i was like dang and he was like i'm you know i get it we've all been there i get it and so, like, I got out, I left, and I never went, I never went back, like, I was, I told myself I was going to go back, like, before I left and went home and just go sit and watch the planes one last time, because I was getting ready to be on the planes, and, like, I never went back, and Key was on the phone, and she was like, girl, he, he sounded serious, and I was like, I thought he was playing with me at first, and she's like, nah, he sounded dead serious, like, don't go over there anymore, so I didn't, um, so I stayed at the office, and, um, I would sit in the back of the parking lot if I was bored. I would go up and down the streets or whatever. Like, drove up to that old raggedy hospital, <laughs> like, just to drive around. Like, drove all around the area and, you know, went here, there, and everywhere. But, like, walked around the malls. That was my thing. I would go. There were, like, three main malls I would go to and just walk around those malls. I never went to the, the nice ones because I couldn't afford to shop at the, like, eh ones. So, I didn't even want to hit myself with that kind of torture so flash forward and key comes out 
and we had a friend who was on pick me's team pick me hired her and she was cool she was another black girl she was older than both me and key and um she was just wise and like she knew that i was going through things but she didn't know how bad it was no she said when i told her she was like wow she's like i knew she's like i know you were trying to hide it but i knew um and she was just like you know what girl like um she was just wise she really helped me she's like you don't need no bs you don't need no stuff like blah 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 and so when key was coming to town she's like i'm gonna take you to go get your friend from the airport and i went to get key and like she and key hit it off she's like that's my girl they both had that like that like don't mess with me like i'm hard thing going on so like they hit it off so quick and she's like that's my girl and we all hung out and then i told her about pick me in the situation and she was like oh my god she's like that girl's a snake blah 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 and like <laughs> um she was like girl like i said you ain't got no time for no bs so time went on and we were all really close the three of us the three black girls we were all really tight and then another black girl joined the group and like we were really cool and like it was the four of us we tried to plan a girl and then um our other friend she was hispanic she she was hispanic but she only dated white guys so we clicked over that and like she joined the group and like we were trying to plan a girls trip knowing i ain't got no money and, and um we just like the ethnic girls we had each other's backs through it all through it all we had each other's backs like yeah we were seasonal friends but in that season we needed each other um so we got we all got really close we all got really tight and key was there and then key and i key had her breaking points with the jobs and like she walked out and quit one day in the middle of training and like then the boss called me and i was like girl i was like what are you doing like you know that we live in this office right so if you don't work here like what do you think we're gonna do and she's like i just can't do it blah blah blah, blah. i was like girl like you got to tough it out because like this is literally our only option and then she would get mad at me because she's like i thought you said we were gonna leave the office and blah 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 blah. and i was like oh my god i'm trying like you see now that you're here that how much money we i don't make and most of us don't make so we went on on that cycle for a while and then i love to explore in our new office building that we had been in i was exploring and that's when i found the office on the fourth floor that was also being renovated and under construction. So let's take a break and then we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> okay, so, um, so yeah, so we found the office on the fourth floor, right? That's where we were. So, um, <laughs> so we found that office and like, again, I was a dreamer. I was just dreaming about a better life. And like, there was this lady who, um, worked in one of the office downstairs in the main floor I used to just go talk to her and she's like she was just telling me she was telling me she had some stories man she was really cool I really liked her and um so I would just go up there and I would look out the windows and I would just be like man like one day there's going to be a better day like one day I'm gonna have a house like one day I'm gonna have everything that like I pinned in that Pinterest board like one day like and I was just like this can't last forever and so, um, so me and Key would go up there sometimes if we needed to hide and like, we would just talk. And, um, oh God, I remember one time we went up there cause we had to go to the bathroom and, um, the worst were like, we had a key to the like hall bathrooms, um, like an office key to the hall bathrooms. And when people would come and they kept losing the keys and we would be there at 3am having to pee and we couldn't pee. We mastered peeing in cups so well. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there because I'm not going to tell myself. That'll be in the book. <laughs> um, so then, 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we kind of did our thing, and like we we slept on opposite ends. There was a we were in the lounge room, so there were opposite ends of the couch. We slept on opposite ends of the couch, and keys. She's like short, so like she would hide behind the couch, like um, especially when she didn't work there. And what I realized is how bad that was. She would hide behind that couch all day. Like I would get up and we would come in and we'd be there in the morning. And she would hide behind that couch all day like until people left especially when she quit because what else were we going to do with her and somebody had to be in there to make sure that we could still that the other could get in you know what I mean so she would be back there all day hiding and then when everybody was gone on lunch she would come back from behind the couch real quick and like run and pee and then come back you know and get behind the couch and so like when I would go out like I remember I went out for a girl um who we were friends with um, I, went, I went out to sushi for her birthday and like I, did, I tried not to stay long because I would go out or people would invite me here and like I would go and Key would stay there you know because somebody had to let us in and I felt bad because at one point I, I heard what she was saying but I was just trying to find any way to like I forgot that we were both living in that you know what I mean we were both going through it and I just needed I guess because I had been going through it longer I just needed something to like take my mind off of the things I had been through and so um people would invite me places and I would go and I felt bad because I would have to leave the key at home until that time that our boss went out of town and he left um someone else with the key and another person left me with the key um because he was like you're responsible you'll give it back to him I was like yes of course so when until that time where I had the keys to get in the building and the office we like if one of us went out the other one stayed and so I it was funny because there were days we'd be there on the weekends and we'd be practicing we'd be like drill 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 like we'd be like practicing drills like what do we do what do we do if somebody comes to the office and so we were in there one Sunday (laughs) we were in there on a Sunday (laughs) and like um, we were watching movies right and we now see I had been playing I went to the bathroom I came back and I was like drill 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 and like she she did it one time one time she did it and then the second time she was like enough and so now see she should have done it the second time because what happened next (laughs) oh my god so the people came in to clean that day and they normally don't clean on like the weekends but they came in that Sunday to clean and we heard that door open we were watching the movie we were watching Netflix we had like Netflix and stuff in the office and we had it on our phones we cast it YouTube and all that and like we heard that door and we stopped and she paused the TV and we looked at each other. <laughs> we looked at each other. And she turned that TV off. And I was like, because we thought it was our boss or like the other, um, his partner, you know. So we were like, like when that door opened all the way, we said, well, by we, I mean, I was like, Sherum. I think I ran so fast out of that room that you, I dust like the imprint of like my body was still sitting there like my shadow was still in the room I was gone (laughs) I was gone (laughs) and I ran in the like the small office in the back by the closet I should have just gone in the freaking closet but I was afraid if they came to clean on Sunday they were going to deep clean and she would open the closet (laughs) like what am I boom (laughs) I've been waiting for you to show up and clean this office gotcha (laughs) so I went in the small office and I got under the desk and usually that's that's my spot and the problem is 
I was so scared that I didn't even help Key put all the stuff away. I just took off running. So Key, she's like, she's like ducking here and ducking there. She's trying to grab all the stuff and throw it behind the couch. And then she had to go, because she's short, like, so she had to go and, like, hide behind the door. And what's funny is that lady never, like, she went in the room. It was just a cleaning lady. We thought it, like I said, we thought it was a boss. It was just a cleaning lady. And so she went she went in that room to clean, but, like, she never went in deep enough for Key to even have to be worried about her hiding spot. And so, <laughs> and so like, I'm under the desk, right? And she comes in and she's cleaning. And so she sees me. Under the, like, she goes and she turns around. She's, like, coming around. She's, like, wiping and she's cleaning. And then she turns around, she sees me on the desk, and she was like, <laughs> She was so scared. She's like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, sorry, I'm just trying to get this thing through so I can run these wires. <laughs> and Key, Key was in the other room, dying. Like, she was trying so hard not to laugh. And then when she left, she was like, and that's what you get. That's exactly what you get. Left me with all this stuff. And then you only got caught. <laughs> Oh my god, that was so funny. So <laughs> we still laugh about that. So listen, um, <laughs> so we carried life like that. And then one of the big bosses from my quarters, he came to visit, and I was I crossed the street with everybody to go. Um, they went to like angle outside at the bar at the Hilton, and I went and fake the funk and track like I um wanted to be there. And, um, it's funny because I always got dope people. I always hired dope people on my team. But, like, and I'm a dope person, too. But the thing is, is that, like, I was just so beaten down that, like, I think it, the vibe was definitely there that I did not want to be around anyone else. So, like, I literally only hung out with my people that were, like, my people. Like I said, us ethnic girls, we stuck together. <laughs> like, and my ethnic guys, because my boy and my boy, my boy in, we, 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 the gang stuck together, minus... AJ and pick me because um, they're trash. They were trash. They were trash. They're not trash anymore. Um, <laughs> because forgiveness. So I went to go fake the funk and she was like, they came back. They were supposed to be gone and she was sitting there and she heard them come in and she said she jumped behind that couch and she said that they came back with the big boss and then, bro, her stories about like when the dog came sniffing around the couch and she was like, get you! <laughs> She can, only she can tell the stories. So apparently they came back, she had to hide, and then finally they were gone. And then there was another time where so, she said she almost got caught a few times. She got to tell them stories because I can't tell them like she does. I wasn't there. But um, the night that it all went to heaven was, oh, we had a, we started washing our clothes in like the bucket, in the little bucket under the sink in the like office, like little kitchen, and hanging them out in the conference room over chairs and turning the heater on and leaving the light on in the room so that the clothes would dry yeah that did not work <laughs> not really and that room was smelling musty I remember one day I think somebody came in there like smells kind of mildewy in here <laughs> like I don't know what that is <laughs> so we had some stories there. it wasn't I mean it was a bad situation but it wasn't all like every day wasn't like you know <laughs> we had laughs we had laughs so um beep bop Okay, so the night that it all went to head. So some movie came out. I don't know what it was. Don't ask me because I don't remember. But um, everybody went out to go see the movie. And this was like a Friday night. 
So this was Friday. Everybody left the office. Um, and Saturdays, not everybody comes in to work. Usually you only come in if you don't hit your goals or you just don't work. Like, it is what it is. So Saturdays, um, so that Saturday was the next day. So it was Friday. We were expecting everybody to go out and drink and live their life. Well, my boss's partner, his business partner, um, and two other people, one of them being a conniving little blonde demon, um, which, you know, sucks because when I first met her, she was so sweet. She was so sweet. And then, um, turned into the devil. Can't trust them all. So anyway, um, they went, they went, um, to see this movie. And then the thing about it is that, like, it was our time to get caught. Like, we had dodged enough bullets. It was our time to get caught, straight up. So they went to see that movie on Friday night. They came back to the office. It was legitimately 3 a.m., it was like 3 or 4 in the morning. What are you doing at the office at 3 or 4 a.m.? And that movie did not go until 3 a.m. And you didn't go three hours away to see the movie. So, like, what were you, excuse me, what were you doing at the office at 3 a.m.? So, we, I, that night, I was like, we always waited. Like I said, sometimes we go to bed late. And so, um, I was like, we should wait. We shouldn't go to bed right away. I know we're exhausted. I said, you know, if you want to go to sleep now, and then, like, I'll stay up. Or if you want me to go to sleep, then you stay. It doesn't matter. But, like, jointly we should not go to sleep right now because they went to go see that movie and just in case they come back here well by the time 1 a.m came around I was like well we're good they went home like the movie has been long over and they probably went home I was wrong because three four in the morning the door we we slept with the door closed to that room because we had the heater going and so because it was cold so three or four in the morning the door opens and the lights on and it's the partner and he was like Aislinn he's like what are you doing and I was like, what? And he was like, what are you doing? And so he had been there with the blonde devil and the other person. And um, I guess he had, I guess he had enough decency and respect when he caught us to tell them to go wait outside. But that's all the decency he had. Like, after that, he was just like, screw her. And so, because um, when I, what would I remember, I'd have to ask Key because she saw it from a different angle. But from what I remember... I didn't see anybody else there with him. And when he kind of stepped in the door a little bit to talk to me, like there was nobody else there that I saw. So I think he, when he realized he's like, go wait outside. But she, I think she said that she heard, um, she heard them or something. I think that, yeah, she has to tell, you'll have to hear her side of the story. It'll be in the book because I think that she said she heard like the girl's voice and she's like, are they sleeping in there? Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, the thing about it is he probably would have been less mad if we had just, like, gotten drunk and, like, fell asleep there. But the fact that, like, you know, the fact that, like, we were actually in need and, like, really just needed a place to lay our heads, like, that is unacceptable, right? So, um, I didn't turn any lights on downstairs. Silly me. I need to do that. Um, so, um, he comes in the door and he's like, he's like what are you doing and then I was like what and then he was like what are you doing and he was like what is going on and so then she sits up and he, he's like my friend key keys key sits up and he was like what is going on and then uh, I was like we're sleeping <laughs> I mean come on you wake somebody up in the middle of their sleep like what do you expect them to tell you at first and then he was like what is going on why are you here like does does you know the boss know you're here and I was like no like and he was just asking some million questions and he's like you know what I I told him like partial story I guess and I was like you know what like 
I, um, he was like, you know what, um, you're already, he was like, you could have just asked, you could have asked if you could have stayed here. And I was like, well, can I stay here? And he was like, okay, well, after you're already here. And I was like, I didn't know what to say. Like, it was a tough situation. And what I, I think what I was trying to tell him, but I was too asleep was that like, I had literally asked our boss for help before and he never gave it to me. So why would I think that this was going to be any different if I asked to stay here? And he was like, all you have, he was just like, all you have to do is say you need help. And I was like, that's cute. Cause I've been asking for help since I got here and no one has helped. Um, so he was like, okay, well I'm not going to deal with this tonight. He's like, but you need to tell the boss, you know, beforehand. So here's the thing that was so, so he left, he left. And then that was it. And we were up and like, we were scared. We were like shaking and we were looking at each other and we were talking and we were like, crap, what are we going to do? And then like, um, she was like, girl, I, we just talked about it for a minute. And I think we went back to sleep like after a while. But what was so low down about that is that before he woke me up or maybe as he was waking me up and I was just unconscious and like not conscious, not fully conscious yet. He took a picture of us while we were like waking up without our consent, without saying anything. He took a picture of us so that he could use it as blackmail. And he's that type of person that like, I don't know who he sent that picture to. He could have sent it to everybody. He could have just sent it to our boss, but like he like either way, that's low down. So he took a picture of us. And then the next day I was there and then I hid, she and I both hid. And we were just like, we were in the stairwell and we were talking and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And she's like, we're going to have to face it. Like, we're just, we're going to have to get it over with. And she has like that, I don't care mentality. I have that, like, I'm trying to make sure I look good mentality. And so, um, I was with her and he sent me the picture of us and he was like, you need to tell him about this before I do. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? He took a picture of us. She's like, I'm about to box him. Like, and so it was pointless for him to send me that message because she already told him and showed him the picture. So I go in the office and she was with me. He was with me and she was like, do you want me to go in? I w we went into my boss's, we were getting ready to go into my boss's office to talk about it. And he was like, do you want me to go with you? And I was like, no, I think I got this. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I think I got it. And then of course his partner comes prancing in there. Like he's like so excited. Like this is like, we're going to a freaking carnival. And he plops down on the little, um, I'm sitting in front of the, like in the chairs in front of his um, my boss's desk and then he's sitting um, his partner he's sitting like on the little couch and he's like talking over my boss and like he's asking me all these invasive questions and so the conversation of what happened to me um, sexually that thing that happened the conversation was brought up and um, they were like, I think I told, he was like, oh, my boss was like, well, how long has this been going on? And I was like, it's been going on a long time. He's like, I know you were doing it at the other office too. And I was like, well, then why didn't you say anything? And he's like, we just have so many other things to go on. They were like, I, you know, when someone's sleeping on a couch, but like you just, they, we just have so many other things going on. And I was like, but if you knew that like someone in your office was in need, why didn't you say something like that is that you might have other things going on, but like that is serious. Someone in your office is like not just coming here, taking a nap at the end of the day and then leaving and going home like they are like this is where they reside because they have nowhere else to go like that requires action and are we all about the team and the community like come on why are you not what say something <laughs> so they made up every excuse in the book why they didn't say something and then that conversation came up and I was like I don't want to talk about it he was like what do you mean he's abusing you like you mean like sexually and I was like 
I don't want to talk about it. And he's like, you don't get any more privacy because you've already crossed the line. And I'm sitting here thinking like, this is my female body being abused by a male. And I do not have to tell you anything. I will talk to my boss all day because we had a relationship, but I'm not going to talk to you about it. So I was just like attacked. I was trying not to cry because my pride was there, but I was like, what hurt the most was like the fact that like he, he definitely tried to call BS on my story, which was ridiculous because my story was not BS, but that's what hurt. It was like, so you tell me to ask for help. I tell you what's going on. And then I tell you what has happened to me and why I'm here. And then you try to call BS. You're like, you're literally asking me to tell you something, but then like that answer is not good enough. So now you're calling BS. Like, how are you, who are you to tell a woman what happened to her body? Like, who are you to tell a woman who did what? You weren't there. You don't even know this man. And we're supposed to be a team, right? We're supposed to be family. So instead of you like trying to tear me down because I'm telling you something and you just can't believe it, maybe you should say, what was the situation? How did you end up there with that guy? And where can we find him? Cause we're supposed to be family. What about that? That's why I was so mad on that sex trafficking episode because you don't owe anybody any explanation. Something happens to you, that is your story, and nobody else has the right to try to tell you what did or didn't happen. It's your body. You felt it. You were there. You know. So that was a mess. And in hindsight, I should have had Key come in there with me and back me up because I was just, I just, I didn't know what to say. So eventually he left, the, the partner left the room, and then my boss was like, I think you need to go back home to Virginia and you need to figure stuff out and he was like you know you get a little job get a little waitressing job or something get some steady money and then you can come back and I was so like just brainwashed in this business that like I really wanted to come back and I remember I got all my stuff I was too embarrassed to go get my stuff out of the closet um where it had been hidden so he went and got it for me my boss and then um we left and, I, and she he was looking at me she's like where are we gonna go I said let's just go to the fourth floor so we went to the fourth floor and we called LaVon and I said girl let me tell you what just happened to me and I told her and she's like he did what I was like girl he pretty much put me out like I'm gone and she was like out of everything we've been through she was mad she's like all the stuff we've been through she's like this is his fault he didn't prepare for us to be here he didn't try to take care of us and blah 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 <laughs> and then we called our other friend remember I told you the ethnic girls stick together we called our friend um let's call her T um, the one who took me to the airport to get key and we called her and we said hey this is what happened she said baby girl I knew that you were living there I knew that you were living in the office but I know that you wanted to keep that your thing so I didn't say anything it's not my business to say anything I let you do you and she said but that's messed up that he did that to you and you came across the country with this man for this man so you can come she's like I'm going out of town for my girl's uh, birthday weekend me and my roommate but you and key are welcome to come and stay at my house this week you guys can come while we're gone and you can stay she's like but you need to get here soon because I'm getting my makeup on I'm getting dressed I'm getting ready to get out so we came she gave us everything we needed she was like my house is your house she's like all I ask is that if you eat something replace it if you use something up replace it and I was like okay and um so we stayed there and we did we went to the store we got our we I think we went do we go and get on was this when we went and got on food stamps? Maybe it was later. Maybe we had a little bit of money. But I remember, like, I think we cooked, like, stuff that she had. We made, like, spaghetti and stuff. And, like, we just, we tried to get on our feet. And then, like, I remember, like, there was a situation with the blonde-haired devil and Key and how they had gone and closed an app together. And she was trying to take Key's money. And the thing is, like, sis, you have your own money. She was trying to take all of the profits from the app. 
and leave Key with nothing. And Key was like, you know what? Forget it. If she if she's gonna act like that, and I was like, no, she has her own money. Sis has a roof over her head. Just moved into a new apartment on the beach in Redondo Beach. You need that money, and she knows that because she was there when we were caught sleeping in the office. Like absolutely not. So then I then like her and Pick Me. Pick Me supposed to be my friend, right? And that's why I was dumb to pick me for a while because I was like, she's sitting here asking my other friend like, oh, how is she? Have you heard from her? You don't care about me because keep that same energy you had that same day when your friend is trying to steal money from my friend and you're drunk on the beach, whispering in her ear, telling her what to say, talking about, was this before or after you got caught sleeping in the office? But you're my friend, right? You care so much about me. So, um, that we, we settled that situation and we were there at the house at um, our friend's apartment, T. And then um, we just tried to get on our feet and we were trying to find a place. We didn't even think about like food stamps or welfare. And I think I was too proud to like even like, I was too proud to, to do that. And so we didn't do it. I should have done it. We didn't do it. So we came home and we were kind of staying there with our friend T and her roommate. And then her roommate had an issue with us being there. And T was like, these are my friends and they're in trouble. Like, how would you feel? So eventually, like, we left, and um, we didn't have anywhere to go. So we slept on, in my car, we decided to sleep in shifts on the corn, on the um, street, in, like, by their apartment building. It was actually a condo by their building. And the roommate was walking the dog, and she saw us, and she came and she went upstairs and talked to T, and then she was like, yo, they're outside sleeping in the car. And T was like, T acts like somebody's mama. So she knocked on the window, and she's like, look y'all don't need to be out here sleeping on the streets like it's get come get in the house like she's like if y'all need to stay here another night like stay here another night but i'm just saying you can't live here like you need to get yourself together so she's like y'all need to come upstairs i talked to t and t said come upstairs and the thing is the roommate had been mad rude to us because she didn't want us there and she was treating us like slaves and t knew that neither one of us were gonna accept an invitation from her being like come back in the house so t called us and she was like get in this house now she was like y'all ain't gonna be sleeping on the streets get in the house so <laughs> so we came up in the house and she she went in for a minute she was like y'all need a blah 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 and blah, blah 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 and you just gonna sleep on the street not tell me you sleeping on the streets uh-uh i don't i ain't have that i ain't gonna have my babies out here sleeping on the street she's like that's what you're gonna do you're gonna go for this building tomorrow and you're gonna get the welfare and you're gonna get this and then they're gonna convert this into cash and then they're gonna give you a voucher and you can stay at this hotel and they're gonna give you food stamps and i was like <laughs> so we stayed with her until we got that together and then we left and we stayed at the hotel and the hotel was crap like it was like jail being in that hotel because they house primarily only the homeless people with those hotel vouchers the only thing that made it a little bit more enjoyable was the guy who owned it or managed it, I guess. I don't know if he owned it or managed it. He had a thing for me. So he was really nice to me and he flirted with me and he was funny. But his wife knew it and she was a B to us, especially to Key. She was so rude to her. Like, because she knew that he had a thing for me. But he was pretty chill. Like, he, I think he even let me in after a curfew one time. But parking was the worst. Like, there were some nights where, like, we just parked on the street and like stayed there because it was the walk was ridiculous because parking was so bad at that hotel to get back um to the hotel and I remember that one night we were like way we were like near downtown Long Beach and like we were way 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 like blocks over away from the hotel and like we were laying there and like we had our blankets in the car and like we heard at first we heard something and I was like are those gunshots and he was like that's how I know you ain't never been in the hood before because <laughs> because you would know what a gunshot sound that is not a gunshot and I was like oh and then um 
then a little bit later we heard another sound and she's like okay those were gunshots let's move this car like, <laughs> but we tried to make the best of it um we went to the beach and we stayed at the beach all day we met this girl who had just moved there and she was homeless too but she was like i'm gonna find like i'm gonna find my way i'm just looking for a place and like we just yeah so eventually what happened to us we um I think we started sleeping on the street. We left the hotel. The hotel was jail. The hotel was prison. Like, if we had gotten to a point where we had gotten jobs, and we looked for jobs actively every single day. We were looking for jobs. We were applying here, applying there, like, doing whatever, and I mean whatever we could to make money just to put gas in the car because we didn't have to worry about food because we had food stamps. So we were just trying to make money to put gas in the car. I remember I got a new bank account and then overdrafted it just to fill my car up. Yup. And so, and we went, we, but we, that Philip was not in vain because we drove up a little bit further, like towards the valley to look for work. Like we, we were not just bumming around. Like we were looking for work. Um, we just couldn't find anything. And so, um, what is that? Somebody's kid is outside going wild. <laughs> Hide your kid. Oh no. So, <laughs> um, so, um, 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 what else happened? Oh, yeah. So, we were just finally like, well, this is prison. So, we slept on the streets. And then, um, we went to the mall one day. That's where we spent, we normally, we would, we would, um, go over to the mall in Lakewood, the Lakewood Mall. And we would go there in the morning, right at opening, and we would go in the family bathroom, and we would wash up and clean ourselves, and then we would just walk around the mall all day, we looked for jobs, we would use the Wi-Fi, we would try to mooch food, like, we just, not mooch, but, like, we would, I mean, we would just walk around the mall. We would just walk around the mall, we just need something to do, we'd spend the day at the mall, we'd go online and look for jobs using the mall's Wi-Fi and their outlets, we'd look at, like, we'd go to places in the mall and, like, apply for jobs, yep, so... Um, and then Key met a friend. She made a friend, made friends with one of the girls that started working with us in the end. And she told the girl about our situation. And the girl was like, I get it because my boyfriend, her boyfriend was like 20 years older than her. But she was like, that happened to him. Like, that he was in that situation before. Like, he finally pulled himself out and started his business. And so, like, they bought us lunch. And, like, she was like, whatever you guys need. Like, and um, basically, Key and I would get into little petty fights about dumb stuff because we were just going crazy we were sick of being how where we were and we were sick of looking at each other and we were just getting a little petty fights about dumb stuff so one day like she just really pissed me off and so we separated the whole day we went to the mall we were at the mall we separated the whole day and then I went and saw her later in the food court and then she tried to cover it up not cover it up but she tried to slide past the issue by just being like let's just laugh and joke about this and I was like no we're not going to cover it up because then tomorrow you're gonna do the same thing I'm gonna be pissed again not realize me being the person who's like we got to talk through it, we got to work it out didn't realize that this was not the situation to talk through it and work it out so um then we got into a big fight and that was the last day that I saw her until she came back to Virginia because we got into a big fight she called her friend the one with the boyfriend 20 years older than her and um she um she was she was like I'm just gonna leave I'm just gonna walk the streets oh by the way when we were at T's house somebody I don't know how that happened they didn't take anything but somebody busted the back window out of my car like on the passenger side the back passenger side somebody busted that window out of my car for no reason and so we had like covered it up with like a trash bag 
And so she was mad. And, like, that was my only protection, my only way to keep bugs out of the car. And, like, she was mad. And so she, like, she was like, I'll just stay on the streets. And I was like, I'm not going to let you roam the streets. You don't know anybody. Like, you can't just be out here living on the street. She went with her friend. She just didn't want to tell me. And so instead of just being like, come unlock this car so I can get my stuff, she ripped through the bag to get her stuff. And I was pissed because not only did she rip through the bag, she unlocked my car from the inside, which means my alarm had been out there going off. Now, what if my, what if my battery had died? She didn't even think about that. All she thought about was herself in that moment. And you know what? I get it. It's over. It's done with. But, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, I was I was so hot because I was like, you didn't even think about, like, you didn't even think about the fact that you're, like, my car. Like, you didn't think about if my alarm had just kept going off. Like, you didn't think about anything. Like, you just thought about what you wanted to do. So she got her stuff, and um, she went with her friend. I didn't know at the time. She went with her friend. And we didn't talk for a while. And so I was back on Craigslist, putting out the ads, trying to find a place. And I ran into this guy. And um, he was like, yeah, like, you can come over. He's like, my sister had to stay with me for a while, too. Everybody's his sister. <laughs> you know how black people are. Everybody's his sister. So he's like, yeah, my sister had to stay here for a while, too. And so I went up there, and I met the sis- this so-called sister who was really um, a friend that he was trying to bang. And she was, like, never in his wildest dreams. But, see, she was addicted to meth, and um, he knew how to get her back in. He'd be like, oh, you want to smoke something? She'd be like, I don't like dealing with you. So, basically, she lied to me about owning this, like, you know, being this big business owner, and, like, she was a, um, what do you call that thing? Like a, um, you know what, let me go look up the word. We're going to take a break, and I will be (laughs) right back. Um, so I guess the word is like a madam. Does that sound about right? I don't know. She lady pimp. So yeah, she was just like, oh yeah, I have this, I have this business and all these people work for me. And like, twas a lie. Um, and there was this lady, she, so she, um, her story was actually pretty interesting, but I won't deal with her because I don't trust her. Um, I felt for her and I feel like there's more for her life than like the life that she was living when I met her, but I don't trust her. So <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm. I'm not. She sent me a friend request on Facebook, like, years ago when I first came home, and I was like, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But basically, like, she came from, like, a, like, well-off family in Vegas, <clears throat> and she had a brother. She's biracial. She had a brother. And her brother got locked up for something that I don't think that he did. Um, I, th- I think that's what she said. He didn't do it, but he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And so her brother got locked up, and she had been trying to find her brother and where he was, like, what jail he was, what prison he was in. She'd been trying to find him for years, and she couldn't find him. And I remember us, like, looking, trying to find him. And she was so sad. Like, she would listen to songs, and she'd cry because she was like, I haven't seen my brother. I don't know when I'm going to see him. I don't even know how to contact him, like, when he gets out or while he's in. So I felt for her on that. But they came from, like, a, I think, like, a pretty, like, well-to-do family. You know what I mean? Like, their parents were doing fine for themselves and fine for the kids. And she wanted to go her own way, so she moved to L.A., and she found out real quick, just like a lot of us, that, like, L.A. ain't all it's cracked up to be. And, like, you need to be prepared to work four, five, six jobs. Like, you need to be prepared to not sleep, to not really have much free time, and to, like, just barely have enough to pay your rent. And, like, eat just enough to get through, like, live off of, like I said, jack-in-the-box tacos. Like, <laughs> straight up. So, um... She was with this couple, and it was a white lady and a black dude, and um, she called the girl mom and the guy dad, but the guy, he was a pimp, and (laughs) 
he did not see her as a daughter he saw her as he won so the the white lady that was his like girl like they've been together forever for years and he stayed cheating on her with um young pretty black girls and um he wanted this this girl that i met the the, the lady pimp wannabe <laughs> he wanted her to be his next he tried it he tried it so hard and like I think I talked to him one time I was like man like she's just trying to be your kid like she's just looking for a father figure and he was just like Mm-mm. no 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 so um I was linked up with them and basically like she tried to teach me how to hoe if you will so she could pimp me out and she never really got to succeed but um I did go and like I did other things to make money like I, I cleaned house for this guy um, he was actually really dope the first time me and Key cleaned his house for him and we met him and like he had me geek like he was talking about something and then like he was talking about like he had a he had had a girl over that night but he has his girlfriend that he's gonna marry who lives in Mexico and doesn't speak English and I was like so wait <laughs> like he was like look 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 she in another country I was like oh my god and he had me geek like he was laying on the couch and like we were listening to selena he was like i love selena he was like come on la flor got that and like then like no i guess no me queda mas came on it was either, was it that it was no me queda mas and i said that so fast no me queda mas and um <laughs> we really thought he was crying for a minute because he was laid up on the couch like no me queda mas i was like are you serious <laughs> dude was funny and so from time to time i would just go we would just go and deep clean his place and so when me and key split up it was just me so i went to go deep clean with him deep clean his place and like we were just talking and like he every time i like went to go see him i learned more about him i was like this dude geeks me so um it was just a release so i remember i went to like see him one time and like somebody like somebody's sister like had gotten like locked up and they were like well how much money did you make from going to clean they were like you were gone for four hours and you only made this much and I was like I'm not sleeping with him I'm just cleaning his house and I'm he's paying me ten dollars an hour I was there for four hours so if I was a regular cleaner it would probably be a different price but it just is a once in a while thing <laughs> and they were like she was like she was really like mad and she's like well homegirl she just got locked up so like we need everybody to put their money in to get her out and I was like what and I, I like you know I'm looking at her and I'm like this is like gas money like you want me to drive you around to go so you can hoe on the streets as well and like you want me to take you here and there and everywhere but this $40 is gas and food for me for this week and you want me to give it all to you to get some girl I don't know out of jail what <laughs> so they were hot about that so I just ended up giving them the money and then the thing is they never got it something happened and they couldn't get her out they never gave me my money back so like I would go do stuff like that and then like when I after that situation um I started to lie to her like I had a um he wasn't like my boyfriend boyfriend but I had like a situation you know what I'm saying and um he was in Hollywood and like I would go hang out with him sometimes and like she got mad like the first time she was like so where are you going I was like I'm going to hang out with my man and she was like so why are you hanging out with him and not hanging out with us I'm like are you kidding me right now <laughs> like and she like every time I would go somewhere I'd be gone too long she'd call me she'd be like where the you at like where the f you at I'm like are you is this a joke like yes and so I would go and hang out with him and then like I would have to lie about it or something like there was one time that I tried to lie about like going to hang out with him and then she was like well you didn't bring no money like I lied and I was like I'm working and she's like well where's the money and I was like oh god 
it was direct deposited to my green dot card get out of here and so um there was one day she was gone and like i just snuck out like i did a oh my gosh was, was that a slam lock no it wasn't no it wasn't slam lock never mind i did a photo shoot um a risque photo shoot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think you'll ever find those pictures anywhere on the internet. And if you do, it wasn't me. But, uh, <laughs> did a photo shoot. And, um, I made some pretty good money from the photo shoot. And, um, I didn't tell her about it because, like, that was the most money that I had made in, like, months. Uh, no, in, like, a year. And, like, um, and it still was, like, nothing. But I was like, that is gas. That is food. That is a hotel. That is me getting away from you. And so I lied about it. I hid that money from her. Like, I kept my wallet, like, in my bra. Like, I hid that money from her. Because I was like, this is my money, and I made it, and I'm not about to give you all my money to get somebody out of jail. I don't know. So, and then they were like, well, we need to take your car. And I was like, take my car where? And she's like, we need to go home because we need to get so-and-so out of jail. And I'm like, I'll drive you. And she's like, no, you're not cut out. You can't do it right. And I'm like, you're not going to take my car. Like, I don't owe you nothing. Like, and she was like, well, then are you going to go and hoe with us? And I laughed because I was like, I can't in my head. I'm like, I can't do that. Like I definitely would get y'all in like sent to jail. Like I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I would mess it all up. I would knowing my luck. I would find, I would be the one person to have a cop approach them and then be like, Oh, Hey baby. Yeah. $40 for it. You know, 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> and he'd be like, mm-hmm. put your hands behind your back, ma'am. You're under arrest. <laughs> so no, I'm not going. And then she got mad. She's like, what you trying to say? Because cause you can't you like, you like can't do it or you wouldn't do it. And I was like, no, I just feel like I would not be an asset to you actually physically doing it. But I will drive you. But you're not going to take my car. And um, then basically, like I said, they ended up not being able to get her out anyway. So it was pointless. But I never got my money back. But I kept that money from the photo shoot. So then I was just trying to find like little in and on things like that. And then um, one day... Um, okay, so months ago when Key was still around, I had thought that I got a job being a caregiver from someone from an ad that I found on Craigslist, and it turned out that it was fraud, and that person sent me a fraud check, and I went to deposit that check into my account, and then they were like, I didn't miss it, they were like, and then send this much back, and I went to deposit it, and Chase Bank was like, psych, and so when I went to Chase Bank to, I was like, why am I blank, 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 thousand dollars, negative, and I, they were like, well, the check, blah, blah, blah. And I talked to the lady at the bank, and she's like, oh, honey. She's like, mm-mm, yeah, no, that was a fraudulent check. I was like, what? And she's like, see? And then she showed me the difference, and I was like, oh, my God, between, like, the real check, like, the real makers and the check that I had. And she's like, don't worry about it. We're going to get it reversed for you, and blah, blah, blah. And she really, she really did me a solid. Where I went wrong is that I fell for another scam because I was desperate. That's where I went wrong. I fell for another scam. And then it was like, well, this account is closed. Um, so, um, one night I came home. I don't know where I came home from, but there was this guy. And he was there. And they were like, um, he had limited accessibility, if you will. And so, they were like, nobody asked me anything. I just showed up and she was like, we need, we need you to take the car. And I was like, my car is full of stuff. And there's no room for this man she's like we'll move some stuff over so you can take i was like what are you talking about she's like we're about to we need we need to ride out we need to take your car and i'm like what the frick so they had decided in their minds that i was going to drive them to a check cashing place they were they had this man write a check in my name not anyone else's in my name to have me cash it so that he could get 
however much money out of it and then we kept the rest now does this not sound like a fraud situation okay so no place but cash it because I had never cashed there before so we had to wait till the next day so then she was like well let's go get this hotel and so we went to get the hotel and then she left us to go ho and so he's sitting there and he's on one side of the room I'm on the other and he's like oh you need some company in there and I'm like no and I'm sleeping with my purse under my pillow like holding the pillow tight <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like no I don't need any company and like I did not sleep well at all that night but I know that when I woke up in the morning my money was still there because I hugged that pillow tight and um he was gone I don't know how he got out of there um but he was gone <laughs> so bye and then she finally came back like later that day I was like like when it was time to check out I was like what the, where have you been <sighs> so that day I went to link up with this person this guy that I had been talking to um about business if you will and um he was in the valley so I had to go all the way out from Compton to the valley yes I I, I kind of skipped over that but when I met her we were in Compton and that's where I resided for most of my time um towards the end so I had to go all the way from Compton to the friggin' valley to meet this guy. And he was, he actually geeked me. I wish we were still friends because he definitely geeked my life. When he was, he had me geeked. Like, you know how people who, like, can't sing but, like, don't care. He was singing Drunk in Love. He's like, Drunk in Love! I was like, oh, my God. He was so funny. And he had the cutest little dog. It was so small. It looked like a toy. It was so cute. Like, the dog couldn't do anything. I was like, come here, little puppy. And the dog was like, I can't get on the couch <laughs> anyway um, <laughs> I'm a mess don't listen to me um, but he was light skinned y'all know them light skins you can't trust them you can't trust them light skins so um, I went to go link up with him and like we were talking about business and the business um, well the business was the movie business but um the movies where you lying on your back business yep so um <laughs> um so we were talking and then we were hanging out and then like well I made my first movie that day I sure did and again if you ever see it I don't think you'll ever find most of this stuff I don't think you'll ever find on the internet um but if you do it wasn't me <laughs> um so and then he like I said he was cool like it wasn't like oh like I'm gonna make this movie and I'm gonna hump it and dump it like you're gone like he was cool like he was like what you doing tomorrow like let's go to Chipotle like he was he was so chill and like he was cool he was like my friend who I made movies with like he was cool and so um so yeah there was that was that day and then so that was the day that I think <sighs> there was a time where I left her and I don't remember if it was I think it was that day I don't remember I think it was I think it was that day there was a time before that and she pissed me off and like I was like I'm out of here I don't need this crap because when she like people who are on meth like they have those mood swings and when they swing oh my god it's like you know what I don't have to deal with you and so she had a swing one day and she just pissed me off I was like you do not own me you're not gonna be sitting over here taking all the money that I'm earning when you know I have nothing for you but you want to talk about I'm a business owner girl get out of here so <clears throat> she pissed me off and I left I left for a while I was like I'd rather sleep on the street than be sharing a hotel room with you bossing me around treating me like dirt so I left and then she was really sad because I was her only friend she's she was lonely the truth is like she was lonely she needed family she needed community but like 
as long as she was on drugs, like, I couldn't give it to her. And I still can't give it to her now if she's on drugs. Like, I need to know that sis is clean and she's living a new life. So the lady that she called mom that was with the black dude was stayed cheating on her. Um, she told me, she was like, she was so sad when you left. And I was like, well, she's got to treat me better. And she's like, I know. She just has her swings or whatever. And so that day, here we go. So that day um, when I went to the valley the first time, to chill with my boy and make some movies um I took the checks and I deposited them to my account and I thought they were going to clear and they did not the checks did not so the checks got returned and so the thing is that the people found out that the checks went went in and got deposited yeah I was scared for my life bro and so I just told I mean okay so we'll get there so I took the checks and I ran and um, I was like I'm living my best life I'm moving on and so um I thought I was good I was like tomorrow I'm gonna wake up with you know thirty five hundred more dollars in my account that I didn't have before. <laughs> like we're going from zero to thirty five hundred. Hey, I'm getting out of here. I was like the first thing I'm gonna do is take a ticket, I'm going home. Like then after that I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. So um I was there and then um I was in the valley and I was chilled with my boy and then um she was calling me and I didn't answer her calls anymore and I just like went and did my thing like like I said, it was better to sleep on the street and be with her. And then I left her. And then I remember going back to Carson, California, where our second office was. And um, I went to Hardee's. No, it's not Hardee's out there. It's Carl's, Carl's Jr. So I went to Carl's to go get breakfast. And then I'm across the street from the mall. And now I just deposited all this money in my account yesterday, so I should be good, right? And I had money before that. Like, I had a little bit of something in there before that. So it would have been enough to cover breakfast at Carl's. Well, they were like, your card's declined. And I was like, What? how could this happen I went across the street parked at the mall and by the way before this had happened and before I met her because I had no money in my bank account and what little few dollars I could get from whatever I could get them from taking surveys at the mall or whatever um I would use that to put gas in my car so like the only way that I could eat I had a system I would go and steal from Target to I shouldn't have said that I would go and steal I would go and steal from grocery stores (laughs) um it would just be like candy I'm not going to tell you my system because I am trying to give myself away away, but I would steal from grocery stores um, and I would it just steal candy because it was easy and like I would eat it and that would be the only thing that I would eat that day, but like I had to have something. Um, so I go back across the street to the mall and I sit in the parking lot and I look at my bank account and now I'm negative like $1,500, something like that. More than that will... I guess 3400 well it wasn't 3400 I was exaggerating but you know like I, now I'm negative however many thousand dollars I'm like what the heck so the reason is the money went through and then they took it right back because they realized see these are the things I didn't know before I started working at the bank back office be catching that stuff so they realized uh, these checks are fraud both of these checks are fraudulent and um, it's not going to happen so instead of just taking the money they took the money to cover it and the problem is the money wasn't there so they not only took back the checks I'd never really understood that because it's like well if you give me the money in the form of like whatever money was written on for the check just take that money right back I don't I still don't understand that but instead of just taking because I didn't spend anything so instead of just taking back the money that the checks were written for they took back ev- they took everything to try to cover the money for the checks which left me with a negative balance of like 500 something dollars so even that little bit of money that I had before they took that too to help pay for it to help cover that money so I was negative $500 I had no job no food um no gas money and I didn't want to go back to her because 
lady pimp. I didn't want to go back to her because the abuse was not worth it. It just was not worth it. And I remember before, um, before all of this got super bad, I called Key. She hadn't been answering my phone calls for the longest time. Then I finally called her, and she answered the phone. I was like, how are you? Where are you? And what have you been doing? And she finally told me she got a plane ticket. And went. She met, She linked up with a cousin that was in California. Like, one of her cousins kind of – she had a cousin there. And she got a plane ticket, and she went back home to New York. And um, she's like, how are you? She knew. That's the thing. When you have best friends, even through thick and thin, they know when something's not right. She knew things were right. And I was like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an assistant for this girl. And she was like, mm-hmm. And I was like, she ain't be paying me right. And, like, she was like, mm-hmm. She's like, you need to come home. <laughs> she was like, I'm telling you right now, you need to come home. Like, stop trying to make it work. Stop trying to force the situation. Like, if it's meant for you to be a star, if it's meant for you to do this, like, if it's meant for you to be in California, it will happen. But it's not going to happen like this. You need to come home. And I was like, okay, girl. And, like, we, we got back in contact after that. And she would check on because she knew from that night that she answered the phone. There's a reason she answered the phone that night when I called her. And she hadn't been answering my calls before. She knew something was not right. So, um... So, flash forward, and so this is so this is the day I'm at the mall, right? And um, I am looking through my account, and yet yeah, so I'm negative. So I freaked out. And I didn't know what to do. So the first person I called was Susan, because I figured Susan wouldn't judge me. Um, she would probably help me come up with a plan, and I could just vent and cry for a minute. Well, Susan didn't answer the phone, because it wasn't meant for her to answer the phone when I called her, because I didn't need to talk to her. I needed to talk to my mother, um, but I was ashamed. Everything that I had done, everything that I had been to, all those years, like, I was ashamed. So I called Susan. Susan didn't answer the phone. I took a deep breath. I called my mom, and she answered the phone. I said, Mom? It literally, it was like, Mom, and then it was like, Ooh, and she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, Mom, like, my account's negative. I told her a lie. I was like, she hasn't paid me now. She gave me, she wrote me that check and my account's negative. And so, you know, parents, like, what my mom wasn't hearing, they're always trying to fix your problems. So what she wasn't hearing was like, I'm done with this. This is not working out for me. I can't be here anymore. I need to come home, but I need your help to do it. That's what I needed her to hear. But what she heard was, I'm working for a crappy boss who wrote me a bad check. Now my account's negative. And, which was a lie. The crappy boss did not write me a bad check. The, the creepy guy did. Um... But, you know, and she was just like, well, you can sue her or she can go to jail or you need to tell the bank or blah, blah, blah. I was like, mom, like none of that matters. Like, I need you to hear what I'm saying. Like, I need to come home. She's like, you're stronger than this. And I was like, mom, it's not about being strong. I cannot do this. And I cannot tell you guys how many times, like before that moment, I, would, I was ready to die. There were times where I was outside of that mall at, um, at outside of that Lakewood mall and like. I was just like, you know what, God, like, they're going to find me on the side of the road one day, and they're going to call home to my mom and dad and sister and be like, yeah, we have your daughter, we have your sister, um, we found her body, like, we're going to need you to come ID the body, like, I, I was like, this is the end of my life, like, this is where it ends for me, here on the streets of California, I wanted to get here so bad that I let it take my life, and, um, I was ready. I was ready. I remember one day I just closed my eyes. I was like, just let my soul leave my body. And I joke like that sometimes, but like, I was dead serious. I was like, if I have to do it myself, I got to find some old pills. Like if I just got to wait for somebody to come and just decide to take my life themselves because they want my car, like need be however it needs to happen. Just I'm ready. If I got to starve to death, dehydrate, like I'm ready. <sighs> um, so 
finally when my mom stopped saying what she thought was best and like heard what I was saying she said okay okay we're gonna get you home give me a minute let me da 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 let me look at this so she bought me plane tickets home and um she bought me she bought me tickets home and she sent me money to ship my stuff and to get through the next couple of days and then my sister sent me money too and to um ship my car and stuff to ship my car home and so um I remember I linked up with um oh I needed a place to stay so met another guy from Craigslist and um stayed with him and um, that situation was dumb because he had a whole side situation like again I was the down chick and then he had side chick situations and everything was cool at first and then once I found out that the side chicks were real that's when he stopped coming home at night and I was like really so I took care of him I fed this man like so um with my food stamps so um I just stayed, I stuck that situation out until it was time for me to come home. And then remember I told you, us ethnic girls stick together. My girl, um, my Hispanic girl from work, she had quit working there and we still remained in touch. We went out and got drinks one time and like she knew I was going through it and like she never judged me and like I loved her kids and like we just hung out and like I asked her if she'd take me to the airport and she's like for sure and like so I came over to her house, um, stayed the night and um, I was like they're gonna come pick up my car and she took me to the airport to catch that red eye and um, she made sure they got my car I definitely got a ticket in the process because she didn't move my car or put um, the permit on there so that I c that's okay but um and it was kind of the toad there was the um, driver's fault anyway because he came late to get the car he was supposed to get it like before but anyway so she took me to the airport and um, I came home and I, let's see, I landed the next day at Dulles. Susan picked me up. Um, I wanted to cry my face off when she picked me up. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm strong. I'm tough. So I didn't cry. Instead, I posted some stupid post like, the queen of the commonwealth is back. Like, oh, <laughs> like get out of here. So annoying. So um, I came home and we hung out. My mom was in Denver with my aunts for one of my aunts graduation just graduating from college and um I came home to my mother's new house and it was just a whole new world for me and like what was nice was that I had at least like a day or two because my mom wasn't home to just like really process what had just happened in the last like however many hours <laughs> so um through all of that the one thing that I think really kept me motivated or really got me through was, um, I don't know if you guys know who Brianna Babineau is, but she sings that song. I'm trying to think of her most popular ones. Like, um, she sings that one song and it's like, oh my God, are you serious? I listen to the song all the time. Oh, I won't let go. The Jacob song. I won't let go till you bless my soul, till you change my name, till I'm no longer the same. And so that was from her first album and that was like years ago. And, um that was her most popular one and she was new she was um she was discovered on youtube or whatever and she was engaged and then they broke up and then she's recently married she's been married for about a year or two now to an old um actually an old friend from her childhood um he just came back into her life and so um that's that was the most popular song on the album but i didn't care about anything else in the album except for one song there was only one song that i liked at the time and it was called my everything i'm not gonna sing it for you 
but um, the words are just, you know, if I lost everything and didn't have anything and you were the only thing. I hear somebody in the background going, sing, sing. Like, I just hear somebody, like, listening, going, sing the song. Um, no, that song is low. But, um, look, I'm like, oh, God, you guys get on my nerves. All right. Give it, give it my key. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> now, the, the people who, other people are like, you wanted to sing in the first place. Ooh. Um, hold on, let me get some water. Y'all get on my nerves. Okay. And then there's other people who are like, nobody, literally no one told you to sing. <laughs> okay. So it goes. God, this song is so low. Okay, so. If I lost everything. I know, I can hear the guitar in my head. And didn't have anything. And you were the only thing. I'd still have everything. It's so good. It's so good. It's the reason that I started learning how to play the guitar, because, like, it's so good. No, but listen, um, so that was the only song I cared about on that album. It was just, it just says to me. And I played that song on repeat for years. Not just, like, during that time, but for years, like, even after that. And even now, it's still, like, from 2016 until 2020, in my most listened to songs, it has consistently been... At Spotify gives you um, your top songs of the year. They started that in 2016, and they will, I guess, they'll continue to do it every year from 2016 till not 2020, 2016 to 2019, because 2020 is not over yet. Excuse me, even though we feel like it is. <laughs> every year um, they give you that, and so that song has consistently been on the list from 2016 to 2019. So I just love it, but it got me through. That was my main song. Like it just got me through I was just like I still have everything like it feels like I have nothing but I have everything and I would just listen to that song and repeat and I remember when Key and I were together like you know I was trying to get my music career going and like we did we met the shady producer and like he was trying to get me over to the UK and I was like that is not happening like I'm in a situation where like I can't do it and like he was trying to get me to lay down tracks and like I sang an Adele song for him and he was like yes like and you know I I told myself and I told Key because he was kind of like pushy like I didn't really like that I just I want to be with someone who I'm comfortable with like when it comes to music and production and I told Key I said you know if it's meant to be I know this looks like our way out and this looks like our meal ticket and like this is it like this is the best story we were literally living on the streets yesterday now we we want to come up our songs on the radio but if this is meant to be like it'll be with the right producer who makes me comfortable and she was like you're right um so that was the end of that but um, I just listened to that song through and through to get me through and like I didn't really listen to sermons or anything but like um, I kind of made jokes like towards the end of my time at my old job I was just like oh lord Jesus oh Jesus this, and like and like just acting like somebody's grandma you know like I didn't mean it um, but that song got me through and then like I would sing and like I felt like because I was so rusty I hadn't sang in so long I felt like I found it terrible every time we'd switch over to the gospel playlist like it was like what <laughs> like what is the sound coming out of your throat <laughs> like that does not sound like how it sounded when you were singing Beyonce just now because it sounded you know it was like I don't know it was like my voice never got tired and never quit and it always just sounded so crisp because I'm a worshiper I'm not a singer I was always meant to worship and I had to figure that out when I was in California like I 
guess I had to go through that to realize that. I mean, really, I didn't have to. I think God had another plan, but I did what I wanted to do. So it was either figure it out this way or figure it out the way that I would have figured it out had I not gone the path I did. But nevertheless, I figured it out. So um, this that song and like, oh, Healed by Donald Lawrence, um, the Glee version of I'm His Child, Amber, Amber Riley sings that, like, it would just, but mainly just that song, just on repeat, and we constantly, I would just be in the car, and like, she was so patient, I would just be blaring, I'd just be like, ah, like singing, and she would just, she was just like, I know you need to get it out, she stayed on the phone with me many nights, when I would just sing, I won't complain, like, and cry, and I was like, I'm sorry that I'm just like singing in your ear on the phone, she's like, mm-mm, 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 you need this, get it out, so, that song really stuck with me, um, and I remember I started writing songs the closer I got to coming home, and, like, all the songs, well, not all of them, they're all in a journal somewhere, but, like, the, you know, the songs have changed, because where I thought that it was about a boo, or it was about this, like, it's really about you, God, it's about you, <laughs> but, um, so, um, I'm just trying to make sure I didn't leave out any details, so, yeah, um, oh, right, so before, no, before my mom sent me the money, um, guess what? I learned how to hoe, um, on my own without Lady Pimp. So I put out my ads, I got customers that geared more towards me, and I had a couple of clients. I did, and, um, it wasn't anything, cr- like, I not, I did not sleep with, with as many people as she did, because at the end of the day, like, she always made a comment that, like, she was like, I could sleep with anything she was like that's just what I do like it doesn't matter I don't have to be in love with you I don't have to be attracted to you I just need to make this money I wasn't like that so um but I did get a couple of clients one that I loved (laughs) we were buddies I was like oh my god I miss you (laughs) like we were buddies um but anyway (laughs) um I hope he's doing well okay moving on um so I learned how to do that and so before my mom sent me the money um I made sure I had extra money in my pocket that I got from that and then I literally only saw every client I everyone once except for my favorite um (laughs) and um that was that so so yeah and then she sent me the money and then I started shipping my stuff out and everything else I packed with me anything that I didn't ship I put in my car um if I couldn't carry it on the plane with me or you know pack it in a suitcase and take it with me on the plane I put it in my car and it went back with the car um and then I came home and I was really jaded for a long time when I came home because um I just I don't know I just felt like I was alone in the world and like I would have never imagined that I would have gone through the things that I would have gone through you know what I mean I just I felt lonely in this world and so um they're out there having a field day and so um because I just felt alone in the world I'm sorry I'm just trying to make sure we're not going over too much time okay so because I just felt like alone in the world I guess like I just I don't know and then like me and my mom got into it a lot because like again she felt entitled to know what was going on with me and I was just like mom like we didn't even have the relationship like that how are you gonna sit here and like 
it, she was trying to force me, she was trying to force me to give my testimony at church, she was trying to force me to tell, like, to tell her what was going on, like, I still had my food stamps, I was using them things till they cut them off, and, like, she was trying to, like, she was like, well, how are you getting this food, and I didn't want to tell her, and, like, she was just trying to force me to talk about stuff I didn't want to talk about, and I was like, you need to stop, like, I am suffering with PTSD, and you are trying to force me into a situation that is going to send me on a spiral and you're not like you don't care you don't care about the fact that like what like emotionally mentally what your actions are doing to me you care about the fact that you want to know and you want to know now so you're trying to force me to talk about something that I'm not ready to talk about that is not okay and like there were many times there was one time she almost called the cops like she got my dad involved and like I was just we were just eventually I remember there was one day and like she was telling me to clean and it just went back to childhood I was cleaning and then of course my cleaning wasn't good enough and she just kept yelling and kept fussing and kept yelling and kept fussing about nothing like and eventually I was like yo there is no point of you continuing to do what you're doing because you made your point so let me go and marinate on your point I understand and I will do it I'm gonna do it differently I hear you and she just kept going and kept going and it's not like like poke 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 it's like like holler poking like and I just like you have to understand like I'm still suffering PTSD I haven't even been home a year and so like of course this is my mother but like you have to understand when that the when that um switch flips it doesn't matter who it is you see what I'm saying like I don't see that like oh you're my mother oh you're my father oh you're my sister oh you're my friend I don't see that The, the switch flips and I see red because I'm trying to protect myself so she was just poking poking I remember I was talking to Key and I was like what do I do and she's like just put your headphones in and ignore her I put my headphones in and went in there to clean that kitchen I was listening to a good vibes playlist on Spotify she snatched the headphones out of my ear and smacked me in my face and she was because she was like I'm and don't be listening to that that stuff when um I'm talking to you and I'm like you are saying nothing like you keep saying the same thing over and over again I hear you like you're just talking to hear yourself talk like yes we went through it and so finally one day I was like enough like I'm not gonna literally like I'm trying to be better I'm trying to like I, I think I was 24 23 going on 24 I'm like I'm trying to be better I'm trying to do better I'm trying to not like take out what's going on inside on anybody else but you're pushing me and you are not listening to me and the fact that you just snatched my headphones out of my ear and smacked me in the face because I didn't want to hear you continue to beat me down you've been beat like in my head you've been beating me down my entire life now I have been beat down by life and now I'm home and I'm just trying to find some relief and some comfort and you want to beat me down some more there's nothing left I don't have anything to give you like at that point they could have just put me in a cop car and taken me to jail like there was not I had nothing else I was so broken that like in that moment I was like enough so she was gone in the middle of the day I got all my stuff I packed it up and I came over to my dad's house and I've been here ever since (laughs) and um that's that and I went back to my old job at the private school I used to work at and I worked there in the summers then I started working there during the school year and um um, I mean, it was fine. That's when I met my baby, my little munchkin. And um, we've been inseparable ever since. Ever since the day that she was like, no, mommy, I need her to tutor me, but I need you to pay her. Like, <laughs> we've been inseparable ever since. That's my girl. And I worked there for a while. I started, I went back in the summer. It was a whole new world. But even though I had been there before, it was still new. 
and um, I started I started staying with my sister in the summertime so I didn't have to commute so far the first summer I came home I did commute like literally I got off the plane on when did I get off the plane I think I got off the plane on Saturday no yeah I think so I got off the plane on Saturday I went to work on Monday like I touched down and went straight to work like I was not playing um and so I stayed with my sister in the summertime I did my last summer there not last summer but the summer before um me me and my boss it was our last summer there but I didn't know she was going to be gone um I made great money I learned how to save my money and it was that last summer that I was there was the year yes because I met my friend I don't think he'd mind me talking about him but my friend Colbert my little brother I met him the year the summer before my last summer so I met him at camp and we hit it off and then um I met him actually at training. I met him at CPR training, and we were the only black people in the room. So when the instructor said, partner up, I was on one side of the room, and he was on the other side of the room, and she said, okay, partner up, and we looked at each other, and that was that. We have literally been friends ever since that day. Like, I care about him so much that during that CPR training, he told me he didn't have a water bottle and he needed to get one for summer camp. I said, I got you. I showed up on the first day with a Brita filter water bottle for that man that he didn't even use. Give me my water bottle back, Colbert. <laughs> Shoot, that thing was not cheap. So. <laughs> anyway, so um, that second summer, the summer after, he only stayed for one summer and we were trying to get him to come back. The kids wanted him back. They kept asking me about him. And he was like, nope, that served its purpose for a season. And so that next summer, I was there without him. And um, that was my last summer. But I remember we were talking. And the one thing that, like, I had to get used to it, but it would irritate me because, like, he does hold me accountable. But sometimes he just be giving me the tough love that, like, I never knew I needed but also don't want because, like, mm, <laughs> like, I want sunshine and rainbows. And so um, I just remember I was going through a time where – I came home ah I came home and Kylie and I got together we went for a walk and um we I remember I missed her birthday one year and four months later I texted her because I forgot what day where her birthday was to be honest so four months later I texted her and I was like oh my god I missed your birthday and she was like now why would you text me for yeah I was wrong for that I was just I was going through stuff like I missed a lot of people's birthdays and everything else like I just ugh, I was going through it like you know, I wasn't thinking about that. So um, we got together. We came home, and she was talking to me about everything that she had been going through and what life had been like. And we went on a walk, and she said, you know, I finally gave my life to God, like, like gave it to him. Like, you can have it. Like, we grew up in the same church. Like, <laughs> like, but she was like, no, I finally, like, gave it, gave it to him. Like, take it. Like, you can have it. And when she said that, I was like, you know what, God? I'm with Kylie because she looks like she's, like, just – everything about her just seems like it's so much better so you know what you can have mine too and so I did I mean I came home and after that like we've been holding each other accountable we we gave him I gave him my life after that after that conversation and um like that day like after she left me that day I was like take it it's yours and um I really been trying like really really been trying to just do things the way that he wanted me to do them and so there was one summer and we're almost at the end here this is probably the longest of them all um there was one summer that last summer that summer when Colbert was gone the summer after so he was there the one summer then the next so it was the next summer he was gone um I was just bored in the house bored in the house bored like it was like Friday night and like 
I think my sister and her roommate um, were going at a shout out to um, P.S. I love you too. Go ahead and check out my girl Tierra. That is my other sister. P.S. I love you too. Check out her page on Instagram. First of all, the girl is gorgeous, so her pictures are to die for. You better go and double tap every single one. Second of all, she's a boss. She's a boss. Okay, so check out P.S. I love you too on Instagram. But so that was us, me, my sister, and T. Era. And um, I think they were both, maybe they were both gone or like, I don't remember. But I just remember I was bored in the house, bored in the house, bored on a Friday night. And typically I didn't stay with my sister on the weekends. I stayed Monday through Friday. I went home Friday when traffic died down. And so um, living my best Northern Virginia life. And um, literally I loved it so much. I switched every doctor except for my um, primary physician to someone in Northern Virginia. <laughs> like I was like, nope. <laughs> I did all my grocery shopping in Northern Virginia. I was like, nope. <laughs> you can't send me back to Central Virginia for nothing. Here I am, Spotsylvania County. Okay, so, <laughs> but anyway, um, I was just bored, and I remember I had a friend, and um, we had been friends for a long time. I knew that this friend had a thing for me, but I was like, I'm not going to cross that line because I don't like him like that, and then I crossed the line, and then I had to reel myself back in, which is what I'm still doing to this day, like, making sure that, like, I don't cross any more lines because, like, that's just not who I am anymore, and, like, I'm... I'm on a different path. Like you, I see now where doing it my way gets me. I don't want to do it my way. I want to do it God's way. Like I'm not going through those things that I went through before. I'm not doing that again. I have to do this God's way. So like, <laughs> I just can't slip up. So that person invited me over to hang out to their house. And I said, I'm not going to do it because if I go hang out with him, I already know what's about to happen. And I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm going to be strong. And so I didn't. And then I remembered, like, I had coworkers who were Christians, and, like, they were, of course, African and Christians, all my, all my African coworkers who were Christians, and, like, I remember just thinking about it, and I was like, bro, we need something to do, like, it's Friday night, and all my friends who, like, were not Christians from work, they were like, oh, we're going to this person's house, we're going to this party, and I was like, nah, like, I'm not going over here to drink with these people, I'm not going over here to this person's house to slip up, like, I'm just going to stay here on my sister's couch and watch Netflix. And I did. And so I remember, I think I called Colbert and I was like, I'm bored in the house, bored in the house, bored. And he was like, I don't know what to tell you, but you need to go catch him on Game of Thrones. Bye. Click. <laughs> so, um, he did. And, um, I was just bored. And so I was like, God, like we need something. We need community. And so he was like, why not host a brunch? And I saw the vision and I was like, oh my gosh. And then he was like, it was just like that. And so I talked to my coworkers, you know, when we went back to work, um, I was like, my Christian coworkers, I was like, what do you guys think about having like a, a brunch, like maybe like a Bible brunch? And they were like, yeah, I would be so down for that. Like, we can't drink though, because we're not old enough, but like, that's fine. I, w I would love to have a Bible brunch. And I was like, that would be cool. Like, I don't know if we call it Bible brunch. That's kind of corny, but like, just like a Christian like brunch. And they were like, yeah, that's dope. So I never got a chance to do it. I tried to invite some other coworkers and they're like, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But um, I never got a chance to do it. But then I remember I was driving home in traffic. And, like, traffic is terrible. <laughs> like, so I'm driving home. I'm driving back to my sister's place, which was home, you know, during the during the week. And um, this is, like, my good summer because I made so much money that summer. I was legit paying her, like, you know, a small portion of rent. And we were, we were on good terms. She was like, yes, ma'am, pay the money. You pay the money for me. Hey. So, <laughs> um... <laughs> siblings so um I was driving home and like the Lord brought the Bible brunch to my mind and I was like yeah 
back at work and then I called Colbert and I was like, Colbert, I have an idea. I need you to talk me through this. And he was like, Colbert, Colbert would be asking me all the questions. He'd be like, okay, so what about this? So what is the plan? So what is the model? What is the goal? What is the vision? Did you write it down? I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. And he was like, okay, so go get yourself together. Go talk to the Lord and then call me back. And I was like, no. <laughs> he was like, bye-bye, click. So I talked th through my little like rough draft of it with him. And I was like, I don't know. Now I'm confused and it just doesn't make sense. So get this. I went, I, I was like, I'm done with it. Forget it. Like whatever it is it, maybe it wasn't meant to be so I go to the bathroom and I'm sitting on a toilet and um the Lord was like it's going to be this ding and you're going to call it this and this is what's going to happen but first before it becomes this I need you to start like this and we're just going to call it Bible brunch so I call Colbert back and I was like Colbert this is what the Lord said it's going to be this and it's going to happen like this, and this is what it's going to be about, and this is what it'll entail when it gets to this level. But first, I have to start it like this, and we'll just call it Bible Brunch. And he was like, I like that. I like that there's a big vision. I like that there's a, this is where we're starting, and I love that. You're not jumping too deep in anything. You know you know your end goal. You know where you're starting. I love it. So now you just need to do it. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> and it took me a while, and I finally just did it, you know, with the girls. You guys know. You've seen them. And, um, here we are today. Like the, I mean, the rest is history. Like here we are today. Like here we are several video series later on Instagram and YouTube, like several brunches later. Now we got a whole website. So that is it. That is my story. That is me. Like I'm, I'm here and like, I'm imperfect. I'm far from perfect, but God runs my and he knows how to deal me. He knows me better than me. And so I trust him. And this has been a crazy journey. And I'm, do I look back and I wish that I would have done things like differently and not had to go through the hard path? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I chose the path that I chose and the results that God wanted were still gotten. Um, and he's, there's, he's still working on me. There's still more to do. And so I have no regrets and I'm not going to let the enemy try to hold me down and weigh me down with regrets. I am going to continue living a full life until my last day and I'm going to continue doing everything that God calls me to do. I'm going to do it. I don't care if he says start a church tomorrow. I'm starting that church. If he says start the church, I don't care if he says start a blog tomorrow. I'm starting that blog. If he says start the blog, like if he says add another series to your rotation on YouTube and Instagram, I'm doing it. If he says make another Facebook page, I'm doing it. If he says drop it all right now, I'm doing it. If he says make another podcast, I'm doing it. If he says cut the podcast and don't do it anymore, I'm not doing it. Like I'm, you know, I'm doing it. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> like no more podcasts. Like if he says take the website down, I'm taking it down. Like whatever he says do, like I'm going to do because I have found nothing but peace when he's in control because I don't have to worry about it. I just have to do what I'm supposed to do. And so why would I, I, I see what the hard way looks like. So why would I even try that? So there is so much joy in obedience. There's so much peace and rest in the Lord. When you just do what he's called you to do, when you just do things his way, just try it his way. We try it our way and it never works out for us. The definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. 
you tried it your way. You tried it your mama's way. You tried it your auntie's way, your grandmama's way, your sister's way, your brother's way, your daddy's way. How about just trying it God's way? Just try doing it the way that he wants it done. All right, so thank you guys so much for being here. You could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be here listening to me ramble on and on and on for weeks about this same story of my crazy life. So thank you so much. I hope this blessed you. I hope this touched you. Hey, go ahead and share this with someone who needs to hear it. And man, if this like if this blessed your soul, like share it. Tag me in it. Like I want to know. Like if you if you were shocked by some of the things you heard in the story, like share it tag me in it I want to know heck if you're shocked for if you're like nervous about the book coming out because you're like well if she said there's more details to come into the book then what else could there be let me know okay <laughs> um it's not too late to jump in on the fast go ahead you know what to do link is in my insta bio and my um facebook bio go ahead and check out the link to my website under the bible brunch tab sign up join us and um let's be our best selves let's stop doing it our way and start doing it god's way all righty 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 <laughs> but seriously thank you guys so much thank you for listening to me thank you for not judging me and even if you are judging me i don't care you know whatever like i have a story you have a story it is what it is so thank you for being here and thank you for encouraging me to do this i'm glad i did it um it only took me three episodes but i'm glad i did it <laughs> Um, so we'll be back to the normal schedule on the next one. And we out of here in five, four, three, two, one. Bye.